We're recording. We're recording. Welcome to our very first podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Irina Barnett. And I'm Isabella Magidson. And we are the co-host of Moments That Define Us podcast. Today is our very first podcast, and we are so excited. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and for being on this journey with us. I am originally from Ukraine. And That's I'm... Irina, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and on today's podcast, we'll be talking about my journey and my defining moments, cultural difference between Ukraine and U.S., and answering some of the questions you wrote in. And before we dive in, I wanted to remind you, uh, don't forget to follow us on social media platform at Moments That Define Us. Awesome. Okay, so to get started... Um... I wanted to ask Irina, what is the most common question you get about Ukraine? So, um, I remember when I just got here to where people didn't really know what Ukraine was, where it was located, a lot of people. And so people would ask me, oh, where are you from? And I say, I'm from Ukraine. And people ask, oh, is that like Russia? And I just... I wanted to fight them physically. Yeah, it's like comparing um, people that are from China to people that are from Korea. Like, it's just, they're two very different places. Yeah, and it's also like, um, you know, again, what is happening in Ukraine is unfortunate, you know, but if you if you look on the other side, at, now everybody knows where Ukraine is, what Ukraine is about. You know, the world knows our flag and and the the resilience of Ukrainian people who are president is where we located and all of that again unfortunate very unfortunate what's happening in Ukraine now but it's putting Ukraine on this world map that's really cool yeah I feel like a lot of people didn't know much about Ukraine true before this you know it's horrendous what's going on but it is it is and so like I said so that's why that question, even before the war in Ukraine, the question were like, oh, is it like Russia? Oh, is it in Russia? It's just, I am very proud that I'm from Ukraine. I'm very proud of my heritage. I'm very proud I grew up there. So no, no, it's not. And, you know, and I would always say, no, it's not in Russia. It's a different country. Um, and, you know, some people like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't know um, some of the other. And, and some people would say, well, it's kind of the same, isn't it? And so at that point, you like... It's a battle not worth fighting. Yeah. Um, but no, not everyone. Ukraine is not the same as Russia. It never was and it never will be. Ukraine is its own country. Period. What did you say you asked your dad this morning? Um, how... Ukraine and Russian were Russia were different. Yeah, I said what what do you what do you think the main like not the main but like what are the main differences between Ukraine and Russia and my dad just looked at me and he's like there is a big difference. There is a big difference between Ukraine and Russia. So we kind of started start having conversation but again to Ukrainian people uh you know, and I and I'm not speaking for I, I don't know, but I feel like to majority of Ukrainian people, we are very proud to be from Ukraine. We are very proud to be Ukrainian, um, and so so my dad like gets very you know 
as as any Ukrainian or any human should feel about what's happening now but he was like there is a huge difference we are not the same and we never were the same and we never will be the same yeah um for those of you who don't know her parents they were in ukraine but they're out here right now yeah they they've been here with with me and brought them here about a year ago um actually um, yeah, it's it's coming up. It's coming up in a year, which I'm, I was very glad that I was able to bring them here and and they're safe. Not all of my family is is here, but but my my, my parents are here now. Yeah, and we'll dive into some questions about that a little bit further into the podcast. Um, but we wanted to talk about you know some main differences and just dive into what we're talking about a little bit before we dive into um, some more questions, but um, Ukraine is a com- country that wanted to be independent. People wanted to be free and live peacefully on their own land. Um, that is why even though Ukraine is smaller in size in comparison to Russia, but the desire to be free to fight for their land is so much bigger than Russia could ever imagine. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that is why I remember when when the the, the war started um, in um, February of twenty fourth, on, t- on February twenty fourth, um, Russian president said that oh it's gonna take us four days and we, you know, and we're gonna y- Ukraine will be ours. But mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think the the world knew how the spirit that Ukrainian people carry, the resilience that Ukrainian people have. We will fight. We have been fighting for our land to, to again, like Isabella said, we wanted to be free. We wanted to be peacefully living in our land. And so, um, again, nobody saw this coming, um, that this big, ginormous country is coming and they're going to take us. And now um, Ukraine not only have been fighting have been fighting for freedom for now a year and a half but if you ask me and a lot of people Ukraine is winning and i believe that the victory is coming you know it's it's again it's unfortunate and it's very very sad and and, and frustrating and again i'm ukrainian so i feel very you know i'm emotional about what's happening in Ukraine, but I know the victory is coming because, again, we carry the resilience from our ancestors, and Ukrainian will fight till till the last drop of blood. It's incredible. Um, so now we're going to dive in and ask Irina, the co-host of this podcast, about her experiences of being in Ukraine. Um, so I know that me and Irina have known each other for 20 years, um, but she came when I was so young, so we want to dive into it a bit more so that, you know, I can understand. I I never was able to understand much of the culture being that young. I think because you were, I came in when you were six, right? Yeah. So not that you were sitting and deeply talking about, you know, culture and everything, right? You wanted to play and color and, and that's what we were doing, but, um... You know, incredible what happened in the past 20 years, right? How, mm-hmm. how we, you know, stay connected and doing this now. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, so now that you're older, you know, to just talk about this, right, understanding more some things that you didn't know, right? Um, so, yeah. Okay, so now I have some questions that I'm going to ask her, and then we're going to switch into some questions that our um, followers asked. Um, so... What I've been wondering is, what are some common misconceptions or stereotypes about Ukraine that you want to address? Well, the first one I addressed a little bit, um, you know, earlier, but, you know, people think that Ukraine, people, let me rephrase, people used to think, and God, I hope nobody thinks that Ukraine is the same as Russia. (laughs) But anyway, um, so people used to think that Ukraine was the same as Russia. Oh, well... You're so close to Russia. It, it, it's it's the same country. Not the same country. Never was the same country, and never will be the same country. Let me repeat this again and again and again. Um, also, people think that in that in Ukraine we speak Russian. So I do want to say that a lot of people speak Russian. I speak Russian as well, but the main language in Ukraine is Ukrainian which is very different which is which is different from russian it's right? like uh how do you like spanish to portuguese like it's yeah i i if i compare because i i i have a lot of friends who speak um spanish and i have friends who speak portuguese so i think in in comparison i would always say that yes it's like spanish and portuguese because like for example when i was at school um, we, um, like I learn Russian, right. Mm-hmm. And the television, like the movies, a lot of things were in Russian, right. So I know how to read, write and speak in Russian because I, I learned that at school, mm-hmm. but my cousin, she is, um, two years older than me. So she didn't learn Russian at school anymore, you know? So again, when you just look, when you just look... Wait, she's older than you or younger? I'm sorry, she's younger than me, two, <laughs> okay. two years younger. <laughs> I am the oldest one. Um, so when, when talking about just simply two languages, right? Like I said, so I know I, I can speak Russian, I know Russian, and, you know, I was able to, and I am able to use Russian when I need... But because of what's happening in Ukraine now, you know, like, I don't know, fortunately and unfortunately. So before, before the war, there were many more people, you know, that were speaking in Russian. But I think since the war started, a lot of people are switching to Ukrainian because now it's not just the language. It's what the language represents. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. So so that's a lot. of, And I'm glad, you know, a lot of people um, and especially, you know, famous people are switching to speaking in Ukrainian, which it's about time. You know, you live in Ukraine. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know. People can argue with me uh, because they say, oh, you know, it's just a language. But at the end of the day, it's not just a language. It's what that language represents. So mm-hmm. to me, I, I feel like that... It represents a lot more. Than it represents a... more than just the language. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. So my next question is, how does being from Ukraine shape who you are today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I talk about at the beginning about Ukrainian people being resilience. And um, I know I know that being resilient for me comes from being from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. The way I grew up, 
where I grew up, like how I was raised, how my my parents were. Um, and how were you raised? You weren't you raised on a was it a farm? Um, or was your grandma? You no, know, well. It's so funny because, like, my husband calls it a farm, so sure, it's a farm. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, like, we had we had pigs and chickens and ducks and rabbits, you know, when we grew. The whole shebang, yeah. And we grew our food, you know what I uh-huh. mean? So, um, so yes, I, I lived in a, in, a vi- in a small village until, um, until I was in... Seventh grade and then eighth and ninth grade, I moved to a uh, city, uh, Ivano Frankivsk, and then I went there to um, to high school, and then I went to different uh, town to go to college. But I, you know, you know, sometimes when you in the moment you don't appreciate, yeah, you know what I appreciate mean. Appreciate what you have, yeah, yeah. But I am, I'm so like Ukraine made me who I am, right? A strong strong, independent, resilient, tenacious woman that I am today. Um, and, you know, be, be, being there, being, you know, we had um, land, so mm-hmm. I was helping my parents, you know, we grew potato, corn. Um, potato, tomato. Potato, tomato, corn. <laughs> um, beans, greens, tomatoes. <laughs> beans, yeah, that's, <laughs> um, you know, so, and, being like I was outside from from the morning to the evening, you know, and like, just living off the land, ju- ju- just living there. All of that's amazing. Like my Ugh. my good friends, you know, we kind of were living. One of my really good friend was like living next door. Um, another good friend was kind of living, uh, you know, very very close. So it was just now that I think about my childhood, um, not that I didn't like like how I lived, but like now that I think about my childhood. Like, I am so appreciative and so grateful that I grew up the way I did because it was, it was amazing. And, um, and hopefully when the war is over, I can take my kids to, um, uh, my, my, my young, my, my oldest one, she's been to Ukraine, but she was only nine months old, but I want to take my kids now to the, you know, to where I grew up so, so they can see that and, and be in that environment because, it's 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 amazing you know it makes you who you are you know you might not i i know i don't live there anymore but it's just it's always ukraine is always it's always going to be a part of me i am always going to be a ukrainian yeah no i love that so speaking about you know growing up in different places and then coming here is ukraine diverse um Short answer is no, um, but let me, um, so when I was growing up and again, I grew up in a, in a small village and then, and then I told you that I moved to the, to like bigger mm-hmm. city. Um, I never really saw anybody that looks any different than me. So just, just white everywhere. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so Ukraine, Ukraine is a white country made up of white Ukrainian people, <clears throat> But then later, you know, we have we have a lot of different university, even at the city where I was in, there's a big medical university then in Kiev, uh, Kiev, which is our capital. There's a lot of universities. So we have a lot of students coming in from from African continent, from from India. So mm-hmm. we have di- diversity as far as 
people coming in to study there, you know. But do you have a lot of people staying there and raising um, family? You know, I don't know. Obviously, I, I yeah. haven't been living in Ukraine for a long time. Uh, so, but I remember, I remember like when I went with my husband um, in 2015 and we were walking through my city. Um, and I remember um, like there is, there is like a part um, like in, yeah, downtown, we have this like famous big street and there's like a lot of bars and restaurants. So I remember seeing a lot of, uh, which made me so happy because like, you know, everybody needs, everywhere needs diversity, right? But um, I remember walking through that, through that street and I remember seeing a lot of, um, I, because there were also like a big university. So some of them I'm sure were students, but seeing um, a lot of different kinds of people, which like I was surprised because again, growing up, I did not see anybody that looked any different than me. Uh -huh. um, so, again, now, maybe because, you know, people people come to study, they, they fall in love, they marry, they stay, they have kids, you uh -huh. know. Um, but I would be curious to see, you know, to go, to go back and, and see how it is. When I was growing up, it was just like me. Speaking of diversity, this is not in my notes, but I wanted to ask about this, um, a fun question. So we're in Colorado, so weed is legal, but how does Ukrainians think of, um, I guess like weed and like, you know, experimental drugs? drugs. Yeah. Like, because I feel like it's very, um, it's kind of up and coming because they just decriminalized, uh, you know, psilocybin mushrooms Yeah, out here. So, um, Shrooms, I guess, is the right term. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Again, um, I don't know how it is now, but I remember growing up, it was, you know. Yeah, like, what does your grandparents and, like, parents think oh, of that? Oh, no, stuff? no. Like, is no. it, like, the devil's lettuce? Yeah. Like, my my parents never did any drugs, no, did my grandparents, you know? How here sometimes you talk to older people and they're yeah. like, oh, in the 70s we would go to concert, we would smoke weed, whatever. Peace, love, and drugs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, that was nothing, like, I've never had conversation like this, and, like, and again, like, growing up in, in very small village, and, you know, I don't know, maybe somebody had it, but in my group of friends... It wasn't encouraged. It wasn't, it wasn't, we never even, like, talked about this, because I felt like drugs were this, um, it was almost like, and I don't know if taboo is the right word, but, um, and I don't, I don't know, I don't think that... that it was just, like, so foreign, like, it didn't even Yeah, exist. it didn't, it didn't even, wow, I remember, I remember when I went in co uh, to college, mm -hmm. like, this... Um, group of friends that we had, I remember this one guy, he, I don't know, well, he got it somewhere weed, right? And I used to think like, oh my gosh, he's doing drugs, right? And to me was this like such a, like a bad thing yeah, to yeah. do, you know? I obviously have, um, I have like, you know, nothing against marijuana. I, I, me personally don't like it, but you know, I have nothing against that. But I just remember that, like, I remember when I saw him and he was so like that bad type of weed to where it stinks really bad. Yeah. And you're just sitting there like, oh, you're gonna, you know, go to hell. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So I, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. Um, that's really fascinating. Do they, 
do you guys have alcohol? Is that legal out there? Yeah, yeah. That we we don't live in the woods. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, people drink, <laughs> which some, is like some heavily, but um, yeah, no, alcohol is is fine, but but drugs now. Interesting. Yeah. But I wonder if things have changed. Well, you know, I'm sure it has, but you know, I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, but anyways. Um, back to the serious questions. Back to the serious questions. Um, did we... Okay, so we went over all my questions. So now we're going to switch routes a little bit, and um, we're going to ask some questions. Well, I'm going to ask some questions that our um, followers wrote in. So the first one is, can you share some childhood experiences from growing up in Ukraine? Um... Did you guys have any, like, any special games or... Like, I just so, <coughs> you know, I, I mentioned that because I, I grew up for most of my, for most of my childhood, I was in the country, right? And even when I moved to the city for the summer, you know, for the holidays, mm-hmm. we would go back because both of my grandmas lived there. So we would go back, you know, to um, to the country. And so just being um you know being being outside like that's what when i think about you know i want my my kids kind of to have at least some similar experience but just growing up and uh, your kids they speak ukrainian too right you're my son more than my daughter but yeah because my parents live with us so they learning ukrainian and it's and it's amazing it's amazing yeah so they they learning ukrainian um but so um so what my my family and I uh, did, I was I was a little bit a little bit later in life. We used to go to uh, we used to drive to the beach, which was um, it's in this city of Kherson, which um, if you guys have been following, um, like that dam that was um, just just destroyed by wow. the Russians. Um, I just, I remember having, it was not, it was not in Kherson, but it was like in this little, um, village and, uh, like spend like a summer vacation. Oh, that's so fun. And I, um, I don't know, just hold such a, such a beautiful, such a beautiful memory of childhood of being in the beach. And, and I remember watching, you know, what's happening, what's happening there. It's almost like, um... It's like, I don't know, I'm like real, getting right? so emotional because it's almost like, and I know that the memories we have, no, you know, the memories you have, nobody can take them away from you. But it's like when, when I was seeing that, it's, it's like your memories are being somehow taken away from you and destroyed um, okay. because I just have such fun memories. And people, people on the east of, of Ukraine are just very, um, you know, very very nice, very, very, like, hospitable, and I remember, like, going back home, we would stop by, because they grew up, like, peaches and apricots, so we would, like, stop by and buy, like, big, um, big boxes, and my mom would make, like, jams and all of that, so just, like, you know, those... Just these amazing memories at these places, and just seeing the news is just devastating. It's just, it's, it, it... it, These places that hold such a magical feeling, and just, it's like... You know Disneyland, watching it like get destroyed is yeah. Like would have the same kind of concept. Yeah, so I um I love growing up there. 
I love growing up there, and I'm glad I did, and I would never want to change it for anything. Aww. Um, all right, so the next person asked, are there any specific Ukrainian traditions or customs that you continue to practice today? Yes. Um, so there are this um, with, with my kids, you know, because, you know, you wanted to, if you experience something good, you wanted to pass it on to your kids. So um, you know how Christmas is really big here, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like, <clears throat> you know, presents and everything. Here. Santa Claus, yeah. Yeah, so in Ukraine, we have, um, so again, I remember growing up for me, Christmas, Christmas was more religious holiday, right? Okay. Which, I mean, it still is, but like for me, like we would go, you know, wake up like... Is Christianity like kind of the main religion so, so, in Ukraine? So Orthodox, so Orthodox, I am, so. I am a Greek Orthodox. Okay. Um, so, um... You know, so we would, like, wake up. I remember, I don't know, I think it was maybe, like, 5 in the morning. There's the big church mass, you know. Mm-hmm. So you would go, and it's, like, very long, like, three hours. There's a lot of, you know, singing and, and, and um, just beautiful. Dancing but it was, and colors. No, no, no dancing. No, it's very, it's very, like, um, no, oh, no, no. No dancing, no fun. No, it's very kind of, it's very serious type of Church. For Christmas? Yeah, no, no, like no dancing in church at oh. all. <laughs> no, it oh. was like singing, so like Christmas, um, what do you call them, Christmas Car- carols? carols? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, we had beautiful Christmas caroling. But, um, so so Christmas was that, it was not necessarily about present, it was also like, you know, your family would come over, there's mm-hmm. like a lot of food, ton of food. Just the uh, same celebration? With- celebration with family, with friends, but yeah. not, we didn't exchange presents on Christmas, at least in my family, again, I'm not speaking for, for everybody, but with a yeah. lot of people, like in my family, you know, my extended family, cousins, friends, like yeah. everybody were kind of like, kind of the, the same. But so we have a, a holiday, so it's in December. Because we celebrate, you know, Christmas um, is, oh my gosh, January, so 6, 7, and 8. Um, but so when the presents would happen would be, so we celebrate St. Nicholas Day, which is the night of December 18 to 19, right? That night that Nicholas oh. come and he put presents under your pillow. Like the tooth fairy. Like the tooth fairy, yeah. (laughs) So he put presents under your pillow. Um, And, you know, and growing up, because now, for me being here, you know, like, working for different, like, American families, and Mm -hmm. now even doing the same with my kids, you know, there's, like, just a lot of presents. But I remember growing up, you know... Was um, it just, like, one special... Like, you would have... Had to be small, right, to fit under your pillow. Well, it's not necessarily... Sometimes it would be, like, next to the pillow, you know, like, you would have... I would have, like, one toy, and then I would have, like, you know, um, like, some some chocolate, and then, um, uh, what what do you call those fruits, like, mandarins? Um, oh, Mars- or, or, no, oranges, oranges, but the smaller one. Oh my gosh, what are those called? Tangerines? Tangerines, yes. Tangerines. tangerines. Like, I love that that was a tree. <laughs> yes, tangerines. Like, we, San Nicolas had tangerines, children. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so like candies, tangerines, and like in one gift. And you just, again, I'm gonna, a little bit kind of going off you know, customs and stuff, but, like, thinking about, and we were so happy, like, you know, got one gift, you would be, like, so special, you know, you wake up, you get, you eat 10 drinks, you get chocolate, now, like, kids, like, what's the next one, what's the next one, you know what I mean? Is there a little bit more of a consumer 
attitude in the U.S. compared to Ukraine? Is that like something you notice? I feel we... like I feel like now it's now everywhere. It, okay. Now, now well, it's I mean, with online shopping and all that. But... Yeah, for me growing up, you know, um, yeah, it was just, but it was so nice because you would play with the toys for days and days. You know, it was like it was so special. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I still do that for for my kids. You know, yeah. we still celebrate that. Um, do so, you guys celebrate Christmas as well? We do celebrate Christmas, okay. like Christmas, oh, lucky like American kids. Christmas and a, Ukrainian Christmas. Uh, but when we celebrate Ukrainian Christmas again, we don't do gifts, so we we more like you know. Do you give uh, them tangerines? For St. Nicholas Day in December, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad. Tangerines and some candies, and uh, and they all and they just get one gift. I love that. Oh, also, um, when sh- when you first came here, you were surprised about Easter. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's an interesting story. I think you should share. Yeah, so Easter for us in Ukraine, for me growing up, was um, it again? It's it's more it's more religious holiday, right? Like you Mm -hmm. go to you go to church, and you have um, you have a basket that Mm -hmm. you go, and after the mass, everybody comes. Either it's either in the church, or they come out in like the churchyard, and so the priest would blast the basket with holy water. So you would put a special bread called Pascha, and then you put uh, sausage, you put eggs, and you can you know decorate the eggs, Mm -hmm. and people would put like you know butter and salt, and but like the main ingredients would be like the bread, which is called Pascha sausage and the eggs and then i just they put it in the basket or Uh they cut they put it in the basket and then the priest uh, come you know and spray it with holy water and there is like a a, a was it cooked sausage yeah 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 okay you you buy it like yeah and then um you know and then we come home and then we eat that with gazillions other dishes that my mom and my grandma would make (laughs) but here I came into U.S. to Isabella's house, um, you know, like it was right before Easter. I remember that year Uh in 2005 was like like either in in March or April. So it was super early. And I remember, um, first of all, like I grew up religious, right? Like going to church and very traditional church. And we went, I don't even know where we went. It was in Carbondale. And... uh, and then I uh, I thought that we were going. To... I I live. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and we had this old schoolhouse. It was not even a church. It was. It was, a, a school... it was an old schoolhouse, and it was, I don't know how many years old. Like yeah. at least a hundred. Is that safe to say? I don't know. But it was like it was. It was, it was old, old, but it was big. So there was like a big um, area. Yeah, big yard. It was like big yard, and then <coughs> at a church house. Or not a church house, schoolhouse. Schoolhouse. And I remember that Ingrid, um, you know, your mom would say, okay, so we're going to go and there's going to be Easter Bunny and kids. And so then I remember we got there and like whatever, um, there was eggs um, somewhere. And then somebody said, okay, kids, Easter Bunny, you know, you're going to go look for the eggs. And I remember just thinking, excuse my language. I was like, what the fuck? Where does the, like... Why are we looking? Easter Bunny, why is this kids are so wild with this basket just like going? And I was like, what is happening? It was like, I think, 
that was like that culture shock, yeah. you know, because I grew up so differently. There was so no relig- Easter bunny. Nobody was no, looking for No, nobody's eggs. dancing and laughing <laughs> and we're all running around looking for chocolate and eggs. And what's, did you guys have the Easter bunny? Like, no. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, Easter is a very, you know, it's like, but we like, it's more like celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, again, it was to me because we, I grew up religious. So going to church, right? And it was, it was like this yeah. beautiful tradition. But I just remember it was like, such a cultural shock to me because I remember standing there probably my eyes are big and I was like why is Easter, what does Easter Bunny have to do with with, with Easter <laughs> just Bunny you know I yeah. get it Easter Bunny so but no so that was so no we, don't, we didn't have that um, I so, know in the baskets in the morning the Easter Bunny comes and brings you chocolate and yeah, no, little we, toys no, and did, did, did not have that but it's funny because now I live here now I have kids so of course I do that of course yeah. of course we go Easter egg hunt of course like I have yeah. little baskets for the kids you know what I mean it's just you know, you, you, you evolve and you change. And again, I still, you know, I still hold my tradition close to my heart, but you know, um, it's fun to incorporate both. It's fun to, exactly. It's fun to incorporate both. And that's what the beauty of, of, you know, of mixing, of mixing cultures, right? Because you have, you can have the the best of both worlds. Exactly. I love it. So the next question is, is your family here or where are they currently located? So some of my family are here and some of my family are still are still in Ukraine. Um, to, whoever wrote this question, thank you so much for asking. Everyone, everyone who is in Ukraine is... Um, are they safe? And- is safe. Um, but of course it's hard to be so far from your family um, when they are in the country that, you know, where the war is. But every everyone, everyone is safe. Okay. So next question is, when first moving to the U.S., what were some challenges or obstacles you faced while adapting to a new culture? Um... So first of all, when I came to Yas, so I was 19. It was my first time leaving Ukraine, right? It was my first time on the airplane. It was my first time leaving Ukraine. Um, so that was challenging on its own. And I didn't, you know, I didn't go to somewhere just an hour away. I went across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Is it Pacific or Atlantic? I went across the, I went across, you went across a big body of water, my dear, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and so that was challenge and obstacle on its own, right? Now that I think about it, it's a long flight too. It's not, but it's not even, you see, it's not even like the flight, but just to make the decision. And somehow I, I knew that it was the right decision for me, you know? And now that I think like, why wasn't why wasn't I scared more or you know like uh-huh. what, I don't know I don't know but then also you know coming and like living with your family you know and at that time I thought my English was good but apparently it wasn't I remember listening to your mom talk and I was like I will never understand that woman she <laughs> talks so fast like I have no idea what she's saying and I don't know how I'm gonna survive here <laughs> But, you know, as as everything in life, when you face it first, it seems so big and so challenging. And you're like, that will stay like this forever. 
but nothing stays like this forever and then I adapt it and then I, I learn more you know with mm -hmm. with um, you know be, just being immersed in in English language right like that would help me because up until like I was learning English since I was four years old I mean I'm sorry in from fourth grade right? yeah fourth so and then in college I major in English but I was learning English just um, you know with Ukrainian teachers yeah even though I had an amazing teacher shout out to all of my teachers in Ukraine who taught me English uh, but like you don't really grasp it until no. you go and you're surrounded by it. I remember coming country. here and I was like, like, oh my gosh, I remember like even going to like the grocery store and I was like, please nobody ask me no question. I don't even know. Like, don't, I was just like, I remember so scared. Oh my gosh. But also like being with you and your brother, because I feel like our grandma was kind of on the same level. Yeah, it was nice. We could learn together. We can learn together on that sense, you know, and you taught me a lot of words and that's and that's how I, you know, and then like mm -hmm. making friends and all of that. Remember, English was hard for me. Um, also, I didn't really know like how to how to drive. So I had to I had to learn that. I remember like mm -hmm. you would go to school, you and your brother and I would just like ride like in the neighborhood. And it was nice because Bella grew up in this like so it's not like you have to go down like a big hill to go down to the highway but so I would just practice and practice and practice and um so I, I I learned that but um but also you know another thing that was interesting um you know in Ukraine because you asked me earlier about diversity in Ukraine and growing up there was not really diversity so I remember coming here and I came through this program called Opair, um and I spent three days in New York as like a training and I remember just seeing the diversity of people you know and that I've never seen before so that was a big like eye-opening to me mm -hmm. you know when you when you live in a place where everybody looks like you and then you come into a place where like there's so many other beautiful people from all over the world speaking all different languages it just it's incredible it's nice to to you know it was it was just it was different for me again because you know there was no diversity for me growing up um also like even when it comes to food you know there were a lot of differences and i was lucky because you know your mom cook a lot of um Meals a lot scratch, of food but yeah. like but like for for example with my friends you know also like you know fast food right there was for me grow you know like growing yeah, up yeah. until i was living in ukraine fast food like i remember mcdonald's was in kiev uh and i remember like i went there and also fast food is very different in different countries right yeah but i never went to fast food so then when here you I never went, went to fast food no did you so you guys only had mcdonald's but it was only not even when i where, where i was growing up in the it was city. it was in the capital it, it, it was in the capital and maybe some other big cities but because in the in the that's capital amazing like, my that's... friend used to live there so i would go there and she took me once to mcdonald's and it was like this like wow like this like almost like luxurious experience that's so fun <laughs> i feel like it's on every corner out here well yeah so um you know so then like because me and my friends we didn't really like have you know money so like yeah. that's where we would go you yeah. know um also you know like not knowing what food to eat you know like there's a lot of processed food that has a lot of like you know shit inside that well now thank goodness i know what to eat what not to eat and stuff but i also like you know at the beginning remember i gained some weight because i was eating because everything looks good and everything seems great and you 
yeah. I feel like our country does a lot of things where it's like, if it's on the shelf, it must be safe, but no. a lot of countries in Europe, half the stuff that's on our shelves is banned in Europe. Yeah. So, so, so you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that, so that's just some of and, the... Yeah, because you're excited. You're like, oh my gosh, so much variety. So funny, funny fact, I used to, like, I remember coming here, I discovered donuts, and I used to love them, oh. and now I, um... Like, for me, because it's still... Because I think I... Well, not I think. I gained weight from that. Um, but, yeah. So, I remember, like, I, I would... I I loved eating donuts. And now now I have, like, not a very nice memories about them. So, I'm very <laughs> careful, like, you Aww. know... <laughs> when I... Um, it's okay. Donuts are good for the soul. <laughs> they are good for the soul. Okay, Irina. So, we have our last question from our follower and it is what is the ukrainian traditional clothing oh i love this question um so the traditional ukrainian clothing is called vishivanka and what it is is the embroidered uh um shirts right so it can be shirt um like what do you call it it's not like um it's like a linen like a button down what is it called Uh, the dress shirt uh huh. So it can it, it's it looks like a dress shirt. It can be long sleeve, short sleeves, but it's embroidered one, right? Mm-hmm. So there is there is one for men. There's one for women. There's also like embroidered uh, dresses. And I really, really, like really, really love it. So you know, growing up when you have any like functions at school, right? We would always Aww. wear like this like the shivanka and this. Um, skirt with with big flowers uh, and then man would wear also the shivanka and this red pants they call sharavari and like red boots that's like f- for the men oh that's so one. fun Aww. and then on like women on the they would put on their head it's called um oh my gosh what is the name in english like when you it's like a flower crown isn't it is that what it's called in English? In Ukrainian, it's vinochok. So, like, with... Where you weave the flowers together. Yeah, and, and, like... Yeah, I feel like that's, like, what we do at, like, hippie day parades. Yeah, so, so hippie day parades here, but the part of traditional clothing. And also the interesting thing about Vishivanka is that... Um, in like different regions, they have... They use different embroideries, right? Um... And it can mean like a lot of different things. And you guys, I'm going to post a few different types of Vishivanka in uh, on our social media, so so you can see. Um, it's it's beautiful because the embroidery is super. It's beautiful. Well done. It's beautiful. Um, the next time I go to Ukraine, Bella, um, hopefully you can come with me. But if you don't, I will bring you this this beautiful like embroidered dress yes. or or. Or, or shirt uh, because it's just yeah so it's part of the it's part of the I don't know I just I am I I love it my kids my kids have it my parents have it I have it uh, I have a dress and do you wear it for you know any special occasion or is it like I do for... actually the last um so we uh, where my kids go to school they had um cultural night right mm-hmm. so my and they had like this little like modeling contest where because they have kids from different kinds right or that have heritage from different yeah. countries and so my daughter was wearing the shivanka and uh, just you know pants yeah. um and uh and i actually wore my dress uh, my mm-hmm. 
my my embroidered dress there and um and so people like it's nice because people like making compliments you know to to the dress and so i was telling them that it's it's traditional ukrainian dress so yeah when i wear the dress i feel very very proud ukrainian woman I love it. Um, well, thank you so much, guys, for writing in. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, thank you for all the great questions. Uh, again, keep keep following us. Keep listening. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on social media at Moments That Define Us. And if you have any more questions, you can always reach out and we can always answer them. Just because we did this podcast doesn't mean we can't continue to answer questions about ukraine and yeah oh yeah cultural things we'll probably end up doing another one but thanks again for writing your questions i hope this was insightful and that you learned a lot um don't forget to subscribe to our podcast rate review the podcast and uh again a social media is moments that define us um and i feel like it is appropriate to end this podcast this i call it ukrainian podcast with a phrase that people in ukraine said for many years but it feels it feels more appropriate to say it now and i'm gonna say it in ukrainian because i feel like it's been said so much in the past year and a half then people will know what it means slava ukraini heroyam slava thank you guys We talk to you next time.